And it's a good confession because it's the Lord speaking to you and you making, speaking back what God is giving to you. Amen? Let's go. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. Nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Until God opens your ears, you would never listen to Him. That's why you have people out there that don't listen to God because their ears have not been opened. But once your ears are open, you will definitely follow God. Amen. Today I want to continue with the message I couldn't preach last Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to preach this sermon for what? It's not going. But uh, it's called fruitfulness is divine. Fruitfulness is divine. That's the second part. Fruitfulness is divine. John chapter 15 verse 16. This is Jesus speaking. He says, you did not choose me. But I chose you. Many will say, I gave my life to Christ. That's true to an extent. But you were able to do that because you heard from God. Jesus was clear. Everyone that hears from the Father comes to me. If you go to Muhammad, you haven't heard from God. That's the truth. You haven't heard from the Father. If you go to a witch doctor, there's a few from Africa... You haven't heard from God. But when you hear from the Father, Jesus said, everyone who hears from the Father comes to me. And if you, are not, if you have not yet come to him, pray that God will speak to you so that you will come to him. So what Jesus is telling us here, he, he's not lying to us. He says, you did not choose me. Don't congratulate yourself and feel good that I did it. No. He said, I chose you. And God doesn't choose you for nothing. There is a reason why you were chosen. And you need to find out why God chose you. Out of everyone in the world, the millions of people in the world, God looked down and said, I want that one. There's a reason for that. If you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, He chose you. God the Father who created the whole universe looked down and said, I want that one. And now you are part of His family. But He chose you for a reason. He said, I chose you and appointed you or ordained you, not just pastors, I ordained you that you should go and bear fruit. So when you are a Christian, after you have been chosen by God, and God has called you to himself, he wants you to go from him and bear fruit. And then he said that your fruit should remain. Not just bear fruit, but make sure that your fruit remain. I was very conscious of this scripture in my, new, in my early days as a Christian. And many times I grieved 
Because I witnessed to a lot of people. Notice, go ye into all the world. That's what he's saying. That you should go. That's the going he's talking about. Going into the world and make disciples for Christ. I witnessed to a lot of people. I, I was just looking for somebody that I will bring to Christ that will remain. When I left Nigeria for the United States, I was kind of heartbroken because I had done a lot of witnessing and I hadn't seen a lot of fruit from it. And I was bothered from it. I wondered, what's wrong with me? I do all this sharing and I can't really get these people to stay. I had just a few that stayed. And one of the young men that called me, one of the guys I witnessed to, he's now a pastor. He said, because of you, I came to Christ. I didn't have any idea. I have another lady in California that said, she's a nurse. She said, you brought me to the Lord. I said, when? I came, remember when I did that. Because I was desperate to find somebody that I can bring to him and that will remain. And he tells us what remaining when you bring them in. And you let them remain, there is a benefit from it. He says that they should remain, that whatever, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. So your fruit remaining is tied to your answered prayers. You, have you wondered why your prayers are not answered? Hello. You're wondering. You have no confidence in your prayer. You need somebody else to pray for you. But we are all brethren. Just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean God has to answer my prayer more. There are many pastors that God won't answer their prayers. But when your fruit remains, then the Father will give you whatever you ask. But what if you you are not interested in bearing fruit? This started from the very beginning. God wants you to bear fruit. The first thing man heard when God created Adam was be fruitful and multiply. So that's what's missing in Christianity today. You're not going to be more righteous than you were yesterday. You have the righteousness of God in Christ because God has chosen you. But you need to bear fruit. Jesus said, every branch in me that bears fruit, my father purchases. Cleanse it so he'll bear more fruit. In other words, you got God's full attention when you are out trying to bring people to him. There are some people in our church here that I really, really appreciate. Dog is one of them. Dog just, is just reaching out. I don't know if he fully understands what, he, what is working inside of him that's driving him. But through this man, a lot of people are going to find so much greatness and peace and prosperity through this man. But God won't forget him. Yeah. And God will bless him mightily. I had two other people. Benny. Where's Benny here? Benny is not here this morning. Benny, they are going out these days, knocking on doors and sharing with people. Call me when you're going next time, okay? <laughs> I'm going to share with you a blessing. But the, th- the thing about it is, when somebody shows up in church, Paul says, I have planted, Apollos watered. And God is the one that gives the increase. So you can go out and plant. <laughs> but once they come in here, I'm willing to do whatever so that they remain. So I can get some benefit from this person as well. I'll greet them well. 
I'll shake their hands and tell them, this is the best choice. Don't you ever go anywhere, okay? Stay here. We will help you. We will teach you. We will do whatever. Why? I want my prayers answered. I want my fruit to remain. That's why we're asking you to find a place to work. We're all working together. You greet them well as they show up. You speak to them so that they don't ever leave the place and say, what an unfriendly church. They will feel good and they say, I'm going back. The people are really nice. Uh, We're nice, but we are being obedient to him. We have a a secret reason for that, okay? (laughs) We want our prayers answered. The greatest motive for a man to have is to have a motive that's born out of the word of God. There's no greater motive. When God says something and you say, well, God has said that, I'm going to try it. at, At that point, heaven's eyes are on you. Watching what you're going to do. All the angels are looking. (laughs) Does he really mean this stuff? Is he going to do it? And as you step out to win somebody to Christ, you're going out to share. The devil says, here comes trouble. He's about to steal one of our own. Let's watch him. How can we give him trouble so he forgets about this witnessing thing? It's such a precious thing to do. It's the greatest work. Not pastor's work, because pastor is just preaching on Sunday. But you going out to reach out to these people is the greatest employment. Jesus said in his word, if you do it, he'll bless you. And I'm coming to that. But I have a lot of time to preach here tonight. Have you really been touched by the, with the, by the blood of Jesus? Have you been, have you been touched by the blood? What does the blood mean to you? How precious is the blood of Jesus to you? Are you just going to sing about it? And what good he'll bring to you? Are you just going to sing the power in the blood? And, and you watch people going to hell without the blood touching their lives? The blood of God's son must never be shed in vain. If you can help it, you got to do something. That was the blood of God. Read Acts chapter 20, verse 28. That was the blood of God himself. And you have been saved by that blood, and then you are not touching other lives. You are the light of the world. Why did Jesus say that? If you're not dead, there in darkness. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5. We've got to tell them. A lot of people have this great, you know, misconception. Pastor is telling us so that we have a full church. You don't have any understanding if that's the way you think. It's not about having a full church. There are big churches. It's just a social gathering. But we're talking about those who are following Christ. But the Bible says, if you follow Christ, Jesus said, follow me and I will what? Make you fishers of men. So we must never let the blood be in vain. In in Romans chapter 10, verse 13 and 14, this is what the Bible says. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Whether he is a president or he sleeps somewhere in the streets. It doesn't matter whether he is a serial murderer Oh, it's a serial adulterer. It doesn't matter. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord 
will be saved. They will be saved. It's very important that they get saved. Calling on his name. But then the question is asked. How can they call on him in whom they have not believed? You can't put your trust in somebody and call them to help you until you know them very well and then you believe in them. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? They haven't heard about him. They cannot believe until they hear. They hear about him. And how can they hear without a preacher? And God saying that to his body. They have to hear. Somebody has to go, you are the preacher. I'm not talking about being ordained and wearing some kind of hat to say, well, I'm ordained. And sitting at home doing nothing. We got to reach out to them. It's our responsibility to bring them in. We have to accept that personal responsibility. You cannot truly reach Jesus, I mean meet Jesus, and not want to tell about him. Think about what's happened to you. It's very hard to do. It's very hard to meet Jesus and not want to... If you spend some time with him, you'll tell somebody about him. It's impossible. You can't keep your mouth shut. Many times, a lot of people had an encounter with him when they have been healed. And Jesus will tell them, don't tell anybody. And they go from him saying, what did he say? Not to tell anybody. <laughs> if this is sin, to tell somebody what he's done, I'm going to uh, let me sin. They go out and, and they publish it and tell everybody. It's, it's hard to be with him. In John chapter 1, from, you don't have to go to there, from verse 40, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus had been with John, the disciple, John the apostle, and Andrew. They spent just one, time, one good evening with Jesus after John the Baptist said, this is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. They went to be with Jesus, and after they spent some time with him, uh, Andrew said, excuse me, sir, uh, I'm coming. But he's going. I'm coming, but means he's going. He went and looked for his bro- brother Peter. He said to Peter, we found, we found him. We've experienced him. And he actually brought Peter to Jesus. And Jesus knew what was going on all along. And he said, uh, uh, you are Simon. But now you're going to be called Peter. Guess what? Peter stayed with Jesus. You can go from verse 45, uh, uh, John chapter 1, from 45, verse 45 through 51. Now it was Philip's turn. And Jesus was passing by, and he saw Philip and said, follow me. You know what that means? Follow me, and I will what? Make you fishers of men. And Philip spent a few hours with Jesus, and he said, ooh, I got to tell Nathaniel. Nathaniel possibly has been talking about the Messiah and all of that. He's got to hear what I have heard. He ran to him. He said, look, we found him. The one that Moses, all of the prophets wrote about him. We found him. And this is Jesus of Nazareth. And the guy said, Jesus of Nazareth? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said, I'm not going to argue with you. Just come, 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 come and see. You cannot meet Jesus 
and really have experience with him and not want to tell somebody else. You will want to tell somebody about him. So we got to tell. There was a woman in John chapter 4. <coughs> excuse me. The woman at the well. After Jesus spoke to her. And that's what somebody that Jesus usually he wouldn't do. She was a Samaritan woman. Jesus would not usually reveal himself. And she said, look, the Messiah is coming. And when he comes, he's going to tell us. He's going to tell us everything. Jesus said, you're looking at him right here. And she already had that feeling inside of her. This man is unusual. <laughs> and she's heard all his words and says, I perceive you are a prophet. That's the word. She, she jumped from just a man, just a Jew. She went up to the point where well, I recognize you. You are a prophet. And then she recognized he was the son of God. And as soon as Jesus said, you're looking at him, she left everything. I don't need water anymore. I don't need anything in life anymore. I got it. But I got to share it. And she went into the village and she's telling the men. I wonder what that, what that was. But uh, <laughs> she had been married five, uh, five times, right? And she was telling the men. I'm sure the ladies won't talk to, to her, you know, because uh, that she's a crazy woman. And they don't want her talking to their husbands either. But she could care less. And she was telling the men, I found him. He told me everything. And the whole village came. You just cannot meet Jesus and no one to share the word. When they left, this is very important, Jesus began to speak. Beginning from verse four, uh, 35 in John chapter 4, Jesus began to speak. He said, do you not say, there are still four months and comes the harvest? Saving of souls and bringing them into the kingdom, God calls it harvest. And he's looking for laborers to help him. He says, look, behold, that's what means look. I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields. Notice the word fields. The U.S. field. Canada field, another, the Canadian field. There's another field in Nigeria, South Korea, all over. Look at the fields. He said they are white for harvest. They are already white for harvest. And he who reaps, receives wages. If you reap, you bring souls to God. What did Jesus say? That your fruit may remain. That whatever you ask, the Father will give it to you. When you reap and you bring people to, to God, God's going to pay you. That's what he's saying. You cannot bring somebody to God and God will not pay you for it. He says the laborer is worthy of his hire. You pay them. That's why if you are invested in sharing the gospel and bringing people to God, you take care of his business, he'll take care of your business. You take care of his house, he'll take care of your house. You grow his house, he'll grow your house. You take care of his family, he'll take care of your family. You take care of the children in his house, he'll take care of your children. And he promised even to the tenth generation, he'll take care of yours. If you do his work. He who reaps, receives wages. 
you are going to be paid. You will be paid if you bring somebody to Christ. I mean, they don't have to come to the Ark Fellowship. Let them go somewhere else. It doesn't matter. We're not talking about preaching to people and make sure they come to the Ark Fellowship. I don't care about that. I want to win souls. That's why we are on television. We had a call from Kenya the other day because they just watched the television program. It was a pastor that was calling. He said, I truly enjoyed the program. And I had a call from another island. And the word is out there. Because you want to watch, I'm, I'm almost like uh, Pastor Preston. I don't want to see myself on television. <laughs> but I want to win souls. I want to win souls. It's very hard for me to even go back and listen to me preaching. That's when the accent really stands out for me. <laughs> so I don't listen to it. But I want to win souls for God. That's important to me. You receive wages and gather fruit. So you see what the fruit is now. The fruit is not fruit of the Spirit. He's talking about people, right? And gather fruit unto eternal life. That both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. That's why if you bring them in, as soon as I see the visitor, uh, good candidates. For my, oh, you sowed, now it's my time to water. So I go to them and I'm watering them, making sure, are you okay? Is the place too hot for you? I'm going to go tell them, is, is the sound too loud for you? Whatever it is, Ines, put down that sound. You know, we got one person here. We don't want this person to go anywhere. My fruit's going to remain. Both of us are working together. Amen? You brought them in, I took over from you. Even from the parking lot, I'm already walking. I'll help you park your car. <laughs> I wish the, the Bible says that the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. If we truly understand how, God, how much God is invested in this business, where he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. Many of us will come early in the morning to help people park their cars because you're working for God. But we don't see that. Until we see with our eyes, we are not believing. But the Bible says, it's blessed are those who believe without sin. There's a spiritual world there. There are angels right here. All over this place you can see them. There are so many angels here, and you have your own guardian angels, but there are others here watching what's going on here, listening to every word that is being said, and also listening and seeing how you respond to what is being said. Every word that you spoke is written in heaven. Because it says, you men shall give account of every idle word that they shall speak. Everything is recorded. So we really need to wise up and let God use us. So... We rejoice together. You bring them in, and I'll take over from there. You know, I'm thinking, I've been praying to God, asking God, please help me. I wish we can find a place. I'm still thinking, I want, for those who are newly saved, I want to teach them on my, personally. If you've been saved in the last six months, a year, two years, three years, and you want to grow, I've been praying, God, can you show me? I even thought maybe we should buy a trailer house or something. I need room. I want to teach. I know of people that I have taught from my old church, teaching them discipleship. I, that was my class. 
if you did anything to uh, those, those people, I'll lose my religion and do something back to you. And, and then repent later, you know. I'm sorry. But... Uh, <laughs> I'll work you real good. For touching some of these young people. Some of these young people. That, people that, but today, some of those individuals are leaders in the church. They are leaders in the church. Standing firm. I guess Linda was right, right? Linda was in my class. You want to wave back to me? Now God's using her to do a lot of healing here. And I rejoice. I rejoice. I want to do that. If I have not just been a pastor, I want to reach out. I want my fruit to remain. That's what this is all about. I want them to remain. Jesus said, For in this the saying is true. So this saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored. And you have entered into their labor. What is he talking about? Soul winning. Soul winning. We need to bring more people to Christ. Did you know that in America, they, had a, they took a survey and they said 80% of Americans, I don't care whether they are atheists or not, they say if somebody would just invite them to church, they'll go. Don't have to say, can you come to church with me this Sunday? No. Try another Sunday. And then try another Sunday. They will go. I know how some people are thinking, oh, Pastor, you know, he just wants the place filled. You don't have understanding. I'm working for my father. And as long as, like Reinhard Bunke said, even if I have to lose my vocal cord, I will continue to speak this word out. Jesus said, Go to the streets, the byways, highways. Bring them so that my house is full. All of them may not stay, but some of them will stay. And I've done my father's bidding. I must be about my father's business. And that's his business. To reach out to people. Amen? I say these words to you, and God, Paul said, I never, I never kept anything from you that was profitable to you. I believe that God has blessed uh, uh, our family. From the time Angela and I, we got together, got married, we, want, we just work with a lot of people and trying to help people to find Christ. I'll stay here if I have to be with somebody that I'm hurting. I went through a lot of demonic problems. When they come, I'll stay here for a long time. I want them free. I want them to be out there doing damage to the kingdom of the enemy. Joe, today I'm asking every one of us to make a commitment. If God wanted you so badly to be with him in heaven, he would have taken you up right after you got saved. Your family cried, but he says, I got him. He's up with me. Because he considered death sleep. He takes you up. But there is a reason why he's left you here. And the primary reason, the only thing God is interested in, in, in the world is to bring somebody else. Multiply. Reproduce yourself. And that's what this is all about. 
Angela and I, we're not going, we just want to be pastors. That's, that's, that's silly. For me, we need to serve God and do His will. Amen? And this church will do that. Can I hear an amen? amen? We will reach out to the people. That's why we have a church in Calvert. It's a lot of investment we're doing, but it doesn't bother me if I tell Pastor, Pastor Roy, even if we have to spend 5000 if we can get a few people saved, I will spend it. That's just the way I see it. I want to see so saved. Do you? We want to receive. We're going to make a commitment before God today. Now, this is the way I handle my relationship with God because we're all in the same boat. Sometimes I'm not as willing. So I ask God, I tell him, God, you know, I'm willing. I'm going to do this. And then I turn around and tell him, help me to be willing. I told God, Years ago, when I nearly got saved, I said, no matter how high you take me in the things of life, if I have a whole lot, I will still be knocking on doors. That's why I want to go to Nigeria to witness. Because there, they won't show me a gun when you knock on their door. <laughs> like they do in Houston sometimes. <laughs> Who are you? And they have a gun. Are you okay? Who are you? I can't know you, you know. But in Nigeria, they, they, and in Calvert, they ask you, come in. The lady was asking me in Calvert, come in. I, I was waiting for her. She says, what? Come in. I was saying, wow. What is she doing? Planning to get me? Okay. <laughs> but I walked in and she said, welcome. I said, I like this place. <laughs> Amen. Stand up with me today. We're going to make a commitment. <coughs> Excuse me, to, to Christ. Usually, this is the time we are giving opportunity for people who want to receive Christ to do so. And we will do that. But the way we do it, even for those receiving Christ for the first time, you have to understand, you come in so that you can work. He went out asking for laborers, right, to work in his vineyard. They were just standing out, come back in, and then you, you labor. So I'm going to ask this altar for those of us who are going to make a commitment to God that this coming week at least you will make a commitment to talk to somebody about Christ. Now this is what's going to happen. The Holy Spirit is just going to tell you. I'm talking to somebody and something tells you in your head. Tell them about God. Guess where that thought came from? Heaven. If you obey, you will be amazed. And as soon as you do, whether they receive Christ or not, one thing I found out is when I leave them, leave talking to them, I can feel that joy. When I go to Calvert, when I, when I get back from Calvert, it's like I've been eating a lot of candy. <laughs> I feel with joy. I just don't understand it. So I always like to go back there <laughs> because of that good feeling that I get whenever and those of you that have been there you probably know the same thing you feel the same thing it's such, it's such a precious feeling that you know we cannot describe but if you're going to make a commitment to God to share with Christ with somebody this week next, this week next week the month just let God guide you amen I want you to put your hand up today you're going to be sharing Christ with somebody 
and you're going to be inviting somebody, just invite them. I can, when I'm talking to Doug, I can tell God's doing something in that uh, man's heart. And uh, I'm sure he's feeling a lot more confident in life than he's ever felt before. And I encourage him. I'm saying this also to encourage him. Don't stop, brother. Please don't. Never stop. Keep going. Amen. Thank you all. God saw your hands up today. New, even if you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, please do that. Raise your hand up to Him today and tell God, God, I want to commit to you. That's the greatest employment anyone can ever have. And God's going to pay you. Jesus said He will pay you. If you reap, you will receive payment from our God. That's Jesus. Thank Him. Father God, I thank You for Your people today. And the opportunity to serve and to speak the very words of God. That is Christ himself. Lord, that we will share Christ with people by speaking the word of God. Because you are the word of God. And as we share with the word of God with people, we are truly sharing Christ with them. And if they receive, then they've received you. Father, I pray that your grace will be multiplied upon your people this morning, oh God. That the fear will leave your heart and boldness will come into your heart to share Christ with those that you bring into their lives so that they will find life and find that life more abundantly. Father, we want to thank you for your grace, the grace of the living God. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen.